Welcome to the New England Take in WKXL. I'm your host, AJ Kirstead. Very exciting show today. I'm excited to be joined in the second segment by Ethan DeWitt, who's a reporter at the New Hampshire Bulletin, talk about the oral hearings that kicked off the uh, court case around the divisive concepts legislation. The ACLU is suing the state, and it's in the federal, first district federal court right now in order to figure out if the case should be dismissed outright or not. So uh, definitely tune into there to find out what happens is happening there, NH Talk radio.com we'll be posting this on demand also last segment ethan actually stays with me we talk about house of the dragon that's on hbo right now which was entertaining and he had some uh, interesting takes on the show and we're both fans of it so it, it was cool to discuss that this segment on the other hand i want to do something a little bit different uh you see this a lot on youtube and i feel like it's something i should do here with regards to this um if you're tuning into the video version i highly suggest you check it out on our wkxl's facebook page and the New England take on Facebook and Twitter. I'll be posting it there as well as the YouTube channel for WKXL. Uh, but I was reading the news this morning and there was this announcement that the CIA, the Central Intelligence Agency for the United States, has released its own podcast. So exciting. I was like, I heard about this. I'm like, this is going to be gold of just either cringe or like ultra masculine propaganda stuff to get these military guys to switch over to the CIA, things like that. I I was shocked to find out, no, it it wasn't either of those things. It was just terrible and boring, and I don't understand why it exists. We'll be listening to some clips from it, but I went to their face, their Twitter page, and they got this big thing commemorating 75 years of duty, commitment, and mission since 1947. I, I'm sure many people in the United States and especially over in the Middle East have some different opinions on what their uh, commitment is actually to, but we'll we'll leave it at that. Um, and they, they had this super cringe. This whole thing's cringe. I mean, this is what it comes down to. It's all just cringe. Their, their tweet saying is tap, tap, tap. Is this thing on? The Langley Files. Hashtag CIA's official podcast. Episode 1 is now available. Listen to CIA Director William J. Burns bring hashtag CIA out of the shadow as we celebrate our 75th year of serving the nation. And then a link to the langleyfiles.transistor.fm, which is their uh, podcast feed. Um, interesting idea not to, like, post it on your own website. It almost seems like they don't know what they're doing with this. Maybe we should listen to it and find out exactly how much they don't know what they're doing with this. So let's just, let's just start it off here, and uh, I'll, I'll be pausing as we go. We'll just listen to some segments of this. It's an 18-minute first edition. They have a trailer in there that's 53 seconds that I haven't listened to. I just listened to the first episode. Decades ago, a quote was carved into a marble wall at headquarters. And ye shall know the truth, it reads and the truth shall make you free. At CIA, there are truths we can share and stories we can tell. Stories of duty and dedication. Stories of ingenuity and mission. Stories beyond those of Hollywood scripts and shadowed whispers. Today, we're taking a step out from behind those shadows, sharing what we can and offering a glimpse into the world of the Central Intelligence Agency. All right, pause it right there. That, not bad. 
bad. Not a bad intro. You'd think it was something produced by like, like a serial uh, podcast or something, uh, something of that nature. All these things produced by Wondery. Like, oh, there's a little bit of drama. Like, we're going to get into the into the weeds on these important things that the agency does. It's like a little bit of tension and drama in the way it's delivered. Uh, let's keep going. This is The Langley Files. Welcome to everyone out there who is intrigued enough to press play and listen in on this very first episode of The Langley Files, a CIA podcast. Okay, they lost me. <laughs> I, I, I talk, what's going, so this is the big theme I have that's a weird, weird things with this, is the tone makes no sense. So it's drama, drama, and then the, this very soft voice of, and now we're going to have this podcast, The Langley Files. That This is the CIA. You guys are almost a military organization. You're this high, this international organization that's out there collecting uh, info from around the world and war-torn countries and um, going in the weeds with our supposed friends overseas to figure out what they're doing. And, and the drama's gone. And that that's how it continues for the rest of this episode. My name is Dee, and I'm joined by my partner, Walter. And together, we're really excited to have you come along with us on this adventure as we explore different topics related to CIA and chat with a wide variety of interesting and entertaining guests. We'll be your guides around the corridors here at Langley, separating fact from fiction and learning what it takes to work at the world's premier foreign intelligence agency. Apparently not a... Uh a lot of direct action in your voice when you host their podcast. Hey everyone, as Dee mentioned, I'm Walter. And if you're tuning in, the odds are you've heard a fair bit about the CIA. Some of what you've heard is true, some of it is not. A lot, after all, has been broadcast about the Central Intelligence Agency, but no one classified podcast has ever been produced by the Central Intelligence Agency. Until now. And you know, we're going to do our best to bring you unique stories and insights. All right, let's give that a bit here. Two guys, and you're right. Intelligence agencies are supposed to collect secrets. And oh, my gosh. Keep it's, and not talk too see, much about them. I mean, maybe I'm stereotyping. Maybe I'm 100% stereotyping it and making this out to be nothing. But when I think the CIA, I, I don't know if, if you've ever listened to Joe Rogan or seen his show on Discovery, Mike Baker is a former CIA operative, uh, big, burly. Uh, former military guy who who's this gruff. He, he smokes cigars. He drinks whiskey. Like that. That's the that's the guy. That he he's a character. He's a caricature of what you figure these these uh, overseas operators are like behind enemy lines because he did that sort of thing. And that's that's not what we're saying. These are two guys that sound like I'm sorry NPR, but you sound like these guys sound like NPR reporters that are reporting on. Uh, some story that they found in central in the middle of America, and there's poverty and blah blah. blah. It's like you're supposed. This is supposed to be a recruitment and PR piece that is supposed to be on a regular basis for the agency, and this is the introduction it gets. And it goes off, and now we're going to be going over to uh, CIA Director Bill Burns um, coming in. We do usually operate in the shadows, out of sight and out of mind. Our successes are often obscured, our failures are often painfully visible, and our sacrifices are often unknown. 
But a certain amount of discretion um, certainly comes with the territory. Um, we have a profound obligation to protect agents and officers who risk their lives in support of our mission, which is to help protect Americans. Um, but I'm convinced, as I know you are, that in our democracy, where trust in institutions is in such short supply, that it's important to try to explain ourselves as best we can and to demystify a little bit of what we do. So that's why I'm glad. How much money did they spend on this production? The CIA has an annual budget of 23.3, no, 62.3 billion dollars for the National Intelligence Program. Uh, maybe not specifically the CIA, but the National Intelligence Program is 62.3 billion dollars. This is supposed to be this big PR thing. There's no production value. The guy is barely like on the microphone. And this is the guy that you're supposed to be portraying as this leader. You'd think he was a, a college professor somewhere. You're launching this podcast and glad to be with you. And that's a, that's a great word to use, the demystify word. And what we are trying to do is just that, is we think that by engaging a little bit more with the public, we can kind of help to lessen some of those misconceptions that many do have of us. So thank you for that. Uh, agreed. And actually, sir, we wanted to ask you, what do you think are some of the biggest misconceptions that people have about the CIA? Well, I should start by saying that I love spy movies, um, but one big misconception that a lot of those really entertaining movies feed is it, that intelligence. Spoiler alerts: They don't really just demystify anything. They just it, there's nothing that's like if I'm covering this strictly because of the cringe factor and how terrible that from a PR perspective I view this as. It, this isn't newsworthy for anyone else. I mean, maybe there's a couple little. Um, bites in there towards the end about about the 75th and the importance of that but this is not some big we're gonna this is we're really gonna we're gonna tell you about mk ultra we're, we're finally gonna release all the information on that we're not we're gonna talk about what happened over in iraq with the torture programs that we were partially responsible for there's none of that in this program this is entirely softballs thrown to the cia director for 18 minutes there actually it's yeah, 18 minutes. It's just a glamorous world of solo operators, the world of James Bond and Jason Bourne and Jack Ryan, a world of heroic individuals who drive fast cars and defuse bombs and solve world crises all on their own every day. Um, that, I have to tell you, is a constant source of amusement for my wife and daughters. They never cease to remind me that I don't exactly fit that image um, since I'm most comfortable driving our 2013 Subaru Outback at posted speed limits and that for me at least the height of technological daring is when I can finally get the Roku remote to work at home. The, the truth is that intelligence is very much a team sport. It's a profession of hard collective work and shared risks and remarkable common dedication. Every day, our officers are doing hard jobs in hard places around the world. Every day, we're recruiting agents and collecting information on the plans and the intentions and the capabilities of our adversaries. Every day, our scientists and technologists and digital specialists are developing new tools to help us compete with those adversaries. And every day, our analysts are sifting through all that information and studying the global landscape to try to produce the best insights that we can to help the president make the best policy choices that he can. While that doesn't always involve fast cars and solo heroics, there's no shortage of courage and skill and ingenuity among our officers. And I'd just cite two recent examples. The first is Russia's war in Ukraine, 
we're working with our partners across the U.S. intelligence community, we were able to paint a pretty clear picture of Putin's plans to mount a major new invasion of Ukraine last fall, months before he actually launched that invasion. Oh my gosh, on the 24th is he reading his Wikipedia? That that's a hundred percent what it sounds like. I mean, I was curious how much he makes annual salary according to. Let me see. Um, oh God. So this guy's driving around in his old Subaru. He makes he makes a couple hundred thousand. I guess that's not crazy. But there there's all sorts of other things saying here. The guy's worth a couple million dollars. Uh, he's also late in his career, so maybe partially that's just savings he's had from a whole career. But it, it's. <laughs> Like this, this guy is is maybe this is the this is the way to look at. It. Maybe this guy's the epitome of where our military and and international intelligence infrastructure now is, where it all just lives online. I mean, how many? I'm curious, honestly, how many operators they actually need in the field outside of war zones nowadays. I mean, sure, there's people probably working with ambassadors and such, and um, working their way in through the various things that we definitely need. There's an important role that the CIA has, but how much of it is it is just like what Snowden released, where it was um, they're just hacking systems. It's it's all digital. Everything's on Facebook. People post their whole lives on there, whether they realize it or not. Sometimes, and it can be cached. It can be saved. That's um, one point where. I think they're kind of softballing around that. Maybe they, they will approach that in a future episode. But um, how much is it just the pencil pushers that honestly now are doing the real intelligence work and they just rely on metadata, uh, which has tons of problems when you consider the fact that they were caught um, looking at domestic interests or individuals, United States citizens, with the Edward Snowden um, debacle, which... Speaking of Snowden, I've, he's been radio silence since this Ukraine situation kicked off. I hope he's okay over there. I mean, I really wish we should have. Personally, I wish we should have, um, like any of the previous presidents, would have given him uh, a pardon for what he did. Because it was so important to unveil what's going on in these agencies. Um, there's a lack of trust with the FBI and the CIA because of their track record when it comes to these sorts of things. They are not clean. And this is a way of them clean, just saying, look, we're, we're just the CIA. There's, there's, there's nothing to be scared of with us. We don't do anything nefarious. Meanwhile, they're, basically their whole operation is to be nefarious when you consider it's the Central Intelligence Agency. They're supposed to be going out there seeking intelligence for the United States of America. And most countries have, have someone, a department of this nature that works there in these sorts of agencies. And that enabled us to help Ukrainians defend themselves. That successful strike by the United States um, brought at least a measure of justice for the victims and their families. And thank you very much for taking the time to, to share your thoughts and your insights on that. And actually, it was great because you mentioned two of the words we wanted to highlight here about our workforce. We have an opening narration listeners will hear before the start of this episode. And in that narration, we mentioned the words such as dedication and ingenuity to describe our workforce, 
what it is that we do here. Um, and like you just mentioned, those two words exactly. So why do you think words such as dedication and ingenuity speak to who we are uh, as Maybe I'm beating a dead horse. I mean, this is there's nothing wrong with what he's saying right there. But maybe I'm beating a dead horse for the just fix your production. Like, is this supposed to be an advertisement for the CIA? The, it looks like they may, it looks like they went on Fiverr and hired someone, some designer to make their logo for it. It's like this really poorly designed like clip art microphone with the little waves over it like ooh it's broadcasting and it's star it's in a with a circle around us it's called it says the langley files a cia podcast like put a little bit of energy and money into this like i like i know i'm no great producer by any stretch of the imagination but this is something i could have produced <laughs> like i want to see a little more than that from our government agencies that are trying to recruit people we want to recruit the best in the country to be able to do things and this is not doing that um i mean th this reminds me of their very poorly thought out out advertisement for recruitment from um god it was like a year ago or something where they're showing these people that have all sorts of mental disabilities or gender dysphoria or just based on their sexuality just focused on that when it came to their recruitment like that that's not what we're looking for with the cia we're looking for people that are the smartest and the brightest and are willing to to really dedicate their their careers to making sure the United States of America stays safe, and this is not breeding the um, the confidence in the agency that I would like to see from this. Like I'm not saying it needs to be the Mike Baker stereotypical. There's guns and there's explosions and there's secret 007 style operatives over in Russia. Like he was he was talking about at the beginning that isn't the case of how they work, but. This is atrocious, and just to lay the cringe onto the onto this, I'm going to jump ahead to the end here. Well, that was really something to hear Director Burns himself talk about the misconceptions he has encountered about CIA. And it was certainly intriguing to listen to him share some personal insights on what it meant for him to work here too. Oh, definitely. For those of you that have stuck around, we wanted to take just a few more minutes to share our thoughts on what it is that we're really trying to achieve here with this podcast. Yeah, and provide you with some insight on what you can expect to hear. And the goal I is really to have on guests that can both provide insights into important events that the agency <clears throat> took part in or led, and to also share some really cool stories about the officers who made oh them my possible. Gosh, get to the point. We'll also bring you stories from our museum and our historians. And we're gonna talk with some agency leaders who can share what it means to be a part of CIA's culture and perhaps share some stories about the incredible work we do here on a daily basis. At the end of the day, we really want this podcast to serve three main functions. First, there, we want to give you a unique look wrap behind up the here, and then the How greatest cringe the of all of is episode, their close here. Give everybody a trivia question. Excellent idea. And the listeners can tune don't in to it. our next episode to get Please the answer. Please don't do this, guys. Hey, I like it. Let's do it. Okay. So here don't goes. Don't do it. Name you don't the want to famous do this. chef Please. and author. <laughs> who also worked with the CIA's precursor, the OSS, or Office of Strategic Services, where they were rumored, falsely, to have invented a shark repellent for down. They're literally doing a trivia question to end their podcast episode. This, this, like, there, there's nothing there saying, learn more about the CIA at this, or here's our PR wing, you can learn more about it. This is the worst recruitment tool I've ever seen from a government agency. At least that I can think of. I'm sure there's worse, but it's the worst I can think of offhand. And I, they need to either kill this quickly or they need to completely restructure the entire thing. The CIA is important. There is a lack of trust in it, which I think is very understandable. But the, the CIA <laughs> needs to 
be portrayed as more legitimate than whatever the Langley Files, a CIA podcast is that closes with a trivia question revolving around the CIA. I don't know. All right. This is the New England Take on WKXL. I'm your host, AJ Kierstead, NHTalkRadio.com. To get the back episodes of the show, search for the New England Take on all your favorite podcast platforms, including Spotify, Apple, Google, all the services. You can listen to the show Fridays at 6 p.m. right here on WKXL, as well as 6 a.m. hour on WKXL in the morning on Tuesdays. We'll be right back after this.